Welcome to another episode of I Quit My Job, where ordinary stories become extraordinary inspirations. And tonight's guest is no other than, they call him Dehaney, might go by Wayne, <laughs> or they might even call him Bergie. But you know, I let him introduce himself. Yeah. But before we even jump into that, brother, I want to thank you for showing up, man. I appreciate you. Always a pleasure, I brother. Appreciate you, you know, coming to us and dropping your gems and. Yeah, man. I'm the one phone call specialist. One phone call specialist. Just yeah. call me when you need me. Uh-huh, so we need we need your stories. We need many stories like this, man. Slow. Introduce me, Dehaney, Wayne, Berg, D. Berg. You know, you know. D. Berg from West Edmonton, never shop at Eglinton. I got so much AKAs, but you know, <laughs> but you know the the biggest AKA I'm proud of, come brother. To all my friends, I'm a brother you could depend on, right? Um, where are you right now currently? Just introduce who you are, where you are right now before we jump into the backstory. Yeah, please. so Wayne DeHaney, I'm a harm reduction worker for Unison Health and Community Services. It's a community. Community Health Center in the Lawrence Heights community, a.k.a. again, jungle. So, but Lawrence Heights community. Yeah. Nice. So, that's what you're currently doing? Yeah. Right? Harm reduction, HIV, AIDS, tester, you know, POC, point of care testing. Yeah. Leading up to that moment, right? Yeah. Leading up to where you are now, how did you change that career in terms of I quit my job moment? Explain that story, how you kept moving up to the ranks to be where you're at right now, man. Yeah, man. I'm a product of the 80s. We're go-getters, man. Right. Uh, we're, we're from the crew that seen the evolution of breakdancing. People used to breakdance on cardboard in the Eaton Center to make money. For us to get on the floor and get dirty or clean clothes, <laughs> that wasn't an option. So, nice, nice, so we're nice. thinking, what other ways could we make that money? Right, that right. dancing looked cool and shit because we could dance, but dirty up our clothes, man, where, where we just did what we had to do to get those clothes, that's not an option for us, so we start seeking ways how to make money, man. So, right. yeah. And so, how did that lead to you now, or transitioning from the streets to make this nine to five kind of? Just tired of the monotonous of incarceration, desperation. Like you know, like hustling is alright, but you don't get a good sleep at night. You wonder <laughs> when next my door is gonna get kicked off, or you know, I might get set up, you know. In these phone taps, right? You know, the monotonous of not knowing what's going on. I, I didn't like that idea, so nine to five was a good route for me. How did you get to this level of of social community, man? Working with the health, like yeah, it's volunteer doing volunteer is just people see your potential, right? Wishing good for me too, right? Looking mm -hmm. on the outside, seeing the tribulations I've been through and I'm still surviving. So. Mm -hmm. I have to change routes, but plus I lost friends, man. Mm -hmm. Lost brothers. Right, right. You know, like right. inches of inches of dying a couple of times and like right. tired of that. So now we're into your nine to five and you're working. So how did that elevation started like from within the uh, rec and then now to health? So yeah, the rec to health. It's a bitter sweet story. Bitter because how I got into my position, I lost a close friend, Paul Watson. Let me let me plug him out. Paul Watson, mm -hmm. one of my childhood friends. Paul was transforming his life. He was doing politics. Howard Moscow, who used to be a council in North York, he volunteered for him. He also volunteered in the same organization I'm working in today, but at that time it was the Lawrence Heights Community Health Center. Right. And he was doing the harm reduction. And then he brought 
my one of my ex boss in the community, and they're giving out condoms and stuff. So, but you know, the black community is you're giving away condoms to to take out our race and all that. So ignorance and, and right, right, right. but when Paul explained it, no man, I'm from here. Why would I want to take my race out? So with conversation, I got to know that the harm reduction program. So one tragic night, Paul died, and I was inches beside him. I, I could have died too. So the, the his manager. At the time, it was Paulus Gerberiasis, great man. He's one of, one of my biggest mentors. Like, mm-hmm. where I am today, uh, I give the power and the glory to him for believing in me, right? So, after Paul died, he took that tragically for six months. Right. Six months, he, he took leave off of work to just get himself back because he, this Paul was the glue to the community, right? So, he, he kind of lost focus, but six months, he shook himself off and came back in the community and says, I want to do great work in this community, but Paul was my end. Where could I get another Paul? Mm-hmm. People tell the truth. You cannot get another Paul, mm-hmm. but you could get another Wayne DeHaney. He's Paul's, one of Paul's friends from childhood, but everybody asks my name, keep on coming up. So one day he came to the community center and said, Wayne, I remember you introduced you to Paul. Yeah, yo, Paul was, was good. You know, like, you know, your name being thrown around to me. He says, would you like to, I said, don't even finish that statement. If that's a work where Paul's doing, I'm going to continue that work. Oh, nice. So right there, I start to volunteer. You know, everybody vouched for you because you've been that community dude from time and they know your reputation. So now you are here in terms of now you're working. How did, tell me that, that, uh, that story, share that story in terms of how you did not see yourself in a position, but then you're also, again, vouched for yeah in communities like ours racial profiling happens all the time you know right you can't walk to the store without being getting stopped so that, that's another negative check towards you so you start self-doubting yourself like why this another thing let's take it before police arrest the teacher is telling you you can amount to nothing you've right. been hearing that never negative right you've been here your whole life you, you're not gonna amount to nothing right, right. another thing Coming from Jamaica as a seven-year-old with a lisp tongue, mm-hmm. foreign country, mm-hmm. they put you back a grade. Right. So all these negative stuff were being built up on you. So why would you think you're anybody that could do anything? So you, so you had some doubts in getting that position, oh, and uh, because I never thought it was meant for me. Right. Meaning it was child. Uh, w- 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 and what is that position? Like so, so at that time it was called a child and youth worker. That was a one-year funded position. So when this position came out, like I was recruiting other people to for, for the job, right? right? But I never thought I had a credential, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't go for it, right? And then they had a couple rounds of interviews, and I guess they didn't find the right candidate. Paulus Gerberasis came to me and said, "Wait, not we didn't apply for the job." I said, "I never thought I had the ability." Right. So they said they're gonna have another couple more rounds of interview. And then one day when I went to work, mm-hmm. I, w- I was at the, 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 the community center. The janitor must have said, Wayne, since you're at the health center, I want to talk to you. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, 2006, we just came up the 2005, the summer of the gun. So I'm thinking something bad happened in the community. Right. So like I said, like a two-minute walk from the community center mm-hmm. to the community health center. I ran there in like 30 seconds, <laughs> out of breath, ran to the lobby. Mm-hmm. Cynthia, she said. First thing she said, Wayne, how come you didn't go for the job? 
right there, I knew that that job was mine. Uh -huh, the nice. confidence was right there, and then I spoke to my my, my manager, my ex, my, my volunteers. Mm -hmm. I, he said there's a deadline next Friday, 5 p.m. Get your stuff in order. I never had a proper resume, you know. Right. So I had to get people I knew that could help with the resume. Got certain people they helped with the resume. 4:30 p.m. <laughs> I brought that brought that 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 resume in the, the next Friday, like beat beat the deadline for it. Got called for an interview, and when I'm asking the questions, I just see th the interviewers smiling and nodding. So right there, like. Whatever they ask me and whatever I'm saying, I'm speaking for a heart too, right? Of course, of course. And man, a week after, I was called. <laughs> it's a proud moment because I was at a parents teachers meeting. I got the call. I had to excuse myself. Oh, no. And the man called me, Paul, and said, Wayne, you got the job. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. You know, you captured that moment. You captured that confidence. Now you're here. What was that first day like after you got that call? You got home to your parents' meeting? And you're like, yeah, I got another job. I got this full time. What, what was that? What was that feeling like? It feels great, man, because he he said, "Do you accept?" I said, yeah, I accept the job. I accept for sure. There's no hesitation. And I said, "Can I get two weeks to get my my situation in order?" He says, "Yeah." And my start a day after my birthday. I was born January uh, first. What what a birthday present, yeah, right? Uh, I appreciate you coming on to here, man. Uh, I quit my job. Yeah. Is, there, is there any gems you could drop that, that, that through your experiences, your lived experiences, that so made you a better person? So they said that if you don't if you don't walk the walk, don't talk the talk. They they say if you if you never struggle, you don't know what struggle is, right? So I've struggled, but I also lived in a community that we had great people. But when, 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 when you're younger, you're looking at the, the older guys that's on the corners that's selling drugs and doing things. They're, they're, they're wearing all the expensive feel like tracksuit, this and the BMWs, the Maxima, the Crusaders, Casidia. <laughs> you're like, you've seen all that flash, right? Right. But majority of those guys, they're dead, right. incarcerated, right. deported, or mental health took them, right? So y you're looking at all of this. It might be flashy and good, but sometimes the this, this, this the end of the story is not something that you'd, you'd want. You know what I'm saying? It's something you'd want for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So y what I did was tap into the guys like Keith Palmer, tap into Jim Clark, you know, Eric Grizzles, Eric James. You know what I'm saying? You tap into people that walk the same walk you walk, but they had different passes, pathway, right? Right. So sometimes the flashiest part ain't always the safest part, right? Right. So if an organization wants to, uh, you know, get more information about you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my Instagram tag is Flyberg, the straight Flyberg, F-L-L-Y-B-E-R-D, Flyberg. Mm -hmm. If you want to do, like, me to be do motivational speaking and stuff, or you just want me to do, like, harm reduction training and stuff, you know, can reach me at Unifit Health and Community Services, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pleasure, man. Hey, I want to thank you so much again, brother. Thank Respect you. Respect and love for showing up. Yeah, all the time, man. This is I Quit My Job Podcast. I'm Soli Plus One. Peace. Peace.